Welcome to Quit Bleeping Around, a podcast dedicated to helping you achieve more in life. Here's your host, Christina Eanes. Hey, Super Achievers. For this episode, I'm interviewing Bob Doyle. Bob is best known for his contribution to the film and book The Secret as a law of attraction expert and coach. Recently, Bob's attention has shifted from the metaphysical aspects of LOA, or reality creation process, to a more grounded and biological look at what controls our experiences and our brains. Welcome, Bob. Thank you for joining us today. Totally my pleasure. Well, I'm excited. You have an an amazing background. So before we jump in, can you share a little bit about that, about your background with our listeners? Sure. I'll try and make it as brief as I can. I, I actually started my career in life as a broadcaster. It is still a passion of mine and I do broadcasting to this day. I do voiceover work and so on. But early on, that's what I thought that was my future. And I did that for seven years or so, and it didn't end up being the creative outlet that I wanted it to be. So as a young man, I got disillusioned and started jumping around trying to find my joy. What, what, what could I do where I could express myself this creatively? I thought the radio was it. I just wanted to be a goofball and do voices and things. <laughs> and so it, it, it just led to sort of this, this, it, it became sort of a, an angst search for what am I going to do with my life that I enjoy? Cause I just knew I wasn't going to work hating my, hating my job. Yeah. I, I had to create something that I was going to love. And my frustration with it was, is what originally led me to the law of attraction information. I wasn't looking to necessarily teach that. I was just looking for answers for why things weren't working for me, but I got so lit up by what I was reading and learning and then implementing and seeing results with, I decided, well, I'll start, you know, why not? I'll share this. It seems cool. And that just sort of exploded over the course of a few years, which ultimately ended with, uh, well, not ended, but I ended up being a part of the, the mil- uh, movie and film project, the secret, which then got, you know, millions of eyes. So I went from being somebody who just wanted to be on the radio and be a goofball to now I'm up on the screen with like Bob Proctor and Jack Canfield and all these people who'd been helping people for years. And I had no desire that was not on my radar to help people. But I, so I sort of was sidestepped into this industry, if you will. And that began sort of a little, personal crisis of like, who am I in this? Because now I felt like I had to be like those guys. And, but I'm this guy, I'm a goofball. I need to. So it wasn't until live streaming and, you know, that kind of thing, when I could, the inner broadcaster in me had a channel that I could get online and do a sort of a show and, and interact and have fun with it, that I found my joy in the work again. But taking us up to today, now I've shifted away from trying to get people to understand the ins and outs of the law of attraction, which was my passion for all of those years, uh, to just a more direct path to transformation that lasts. And that's just basically getting in and, and changing whatever wiring you're in your brain is not serving you. So that's the concise from there to here version. <laughs> I love it. Well, let's just dig a little bit deeper into it. So uh, it's funny because when, when, I'm not, I haven't gone too far into the law of attraction because I always related it very well to neuroscience, which is why I'm so excited to talk to you today. So can you share a little bit more about why you chose that shift? Yes, because it's way more direct. Uh, 
20 years, again, I got lit up by the quantum physics of the law of attraction. As much science as I could gather, I got lit up by that. And of course, the whole possibility that, you know, that we could create our lives by design using visualization and the energy and vibration and attraction. And I was so lit up. And that's why I focused so much of my teaching on that because my ahas around it are what had me get results with it. But I finally opened my eyes a few years ago and realized people just struggle with this. And they're, they're so focused on getting the law of attraction, right. Or the technique of the day, right. Or their vision board, right. Or whatever that their focus isn't on what's important. And and that is who do they need to be to Mm -hmm. have this future that they're envisioning? Because if they don't do that, they're never going to maintain whatever it is they manage to attract. And we see that all the time. So it got to the question, like, where is reality really created for any person? And, and the truth of it is, is your reality is created in the moment that you give that moment any meaning. You're assessing it and saying, I like this. I don't like this. This is where I wanted to be. I like myself. I don't. I'm where all of these instantaneous assessments at every moment of the day. And those assessments and the meaning you make, you know, give you your experience of life and they determine your next action which is going to determine your next result. And so I'm seeing that most people are on autopilot and so they keep doing the same actions and keep getting the same results. And that getting inspired by a movie like The Secret or spending an hour a day visualizing isn't enough to change the brain in a way that you create new autopilot behavior so that you can actually sustain this new life you want. So, and I I love this. If you can't, so if we can just change our brains, right? We're doing some rewiring, doing that neuroplasticity. I'm even saying that right. You are. Yeah. Um, Why don't more people do this? People don't believe in so much stuff that is basic. They would rather believe that a vision board will magically attract it than that they could actually change their body or something like this. It's mostly because we've just, we have this whole other paradigm about learning when it comes to our own personal development. When we learn a new skill, like when we learn to walk, when we learn to read and write, and even as adults, as we learn new things, there's always discomfort. And there's always mistakes and there's always feedback and we adjust until we get it right. If it's a non-negotiable goal, we just keep going. We don't, uh, we don't stop a weekend and go, well, I guess the universe doesn't want this for me because it's challenging. No, you've made it non-negotiable. You do what it takes to get there. But somehow when it becomes about ourselves, we don't treat it that way. We give ourselves a certain amount of time or what did the program say it was going to take? And if it didn't take that long, I guess this doesn't work for me or this program doesn't work or whatever. So these are the problems that we get into with our self-talk. Yeah. Yeah. And I often get, Hey, just give me a list and tell me what I need to do. (laughs) And I do that to the best of my ability. Yeah. But of course that's going to be different for everybody. But when it comes down to it, what we're talking about doing is just learning how to be a different version of yourself instead of learning Spanish or this new recipe or this whatever technique. You're just learning a new thing. So you have to, you implement new practices, you're you're discovering, you're imagining, you're visualizing, you're doing all of these things and you're making the mistakes, you're getting the feedback and you're making adjustments and you're getting ever closer unless you stop. Yeah. Okay. So let's say we decide we want to do a, a main, a big goal. What are some of the big goals people want to either make more money or lose weight or the typical ones? It sounds- sure. You know, start a business or yeah. find whatever. Yeah. So, well, first of all, they got to recognize the gap between where they are and where they want to be. And it's not just the external stuff. It's like they imagine who does the person who has that, that life, what 
have they done? Who, who are they being? Like, what is their experience? Like these people who you look at as uh, for inspiration, they took this journey. They had their ups and downs. They didn't look at a vision board and the next day they had it. Yeah. They might've looked at a vision board and inspired themselves to move into action to get those results over time with trial and error and lots of feedback. So we should expect nothing less. The journey and the complication of the journey should not stop us from taking the journey if the goal is worthy. If this is what we truly want, if this is what is burning and calling into our hearts, if this is what's going to give us that pure sense of joy and meaning, then it doesn't matter what the journey is. It's necessary. You got to take the journey. Otherwise, you won't have that thing. So you take the journey and then you have it and the journey is behind you and you're wiser and you can help more people and it's all good. But if your vision doesn't inspire you to do that, you need to up the vision. Yeah. So I, I love that. So because most people, when they think about doing a gap analysis, right, where am I now? Where do I want to be? Yes. They think about the what. And, and I love that you're bringing in the who. Who do I need to be to accomplish this goals? It's the only important thing, because if they obsess on the what, then we get into this, the, the, the tendency for people who are law of attraction followers to go into the magical thinking. They're, they're, they're focusing on imagining the house and touching the house and all of those things, which are good things to do. They absolutely are things to do because they tell your brain, this is it, this yeah. is it. But, they, but it's not just about that. If, the, if who they're being in that visualization is the same disempowered person going, wow, this sure would be good. That's not changing wiring the way Way that we need to change. You're just in a state of longing. Yes. You have to have that visualization as that future person, like really owning it. Like, hell yes, I did this. Yeah. You know, that's the feeling that you, that you want to embody when you're doing these visualizations that you can do over and over and over. You can rehearse this way of being as much as you have time to do it. It's absolutely free and it actually does make changes in your brain if you rehearse it and rehearse it. And then you go out in the world and you've rehearsed how to be this new person. And so when a situation that comes up that would normally be disempowering shows up, you've rehearsed 12, 15, 30 different ways of being in that moment. And the first time you try any of those things, the world with which you are relating has to respond differently. You've given them different input. You have started a wave of change and all you have to do is be consistent. I love that. Well, and it, it's all that visualization is essentially teaching the brain, hey, this is normal. This, right? So we're not throwing it off. This is normal. That's right. Yeah. This is a habit that we're developing. And then a lot, I like, as you said, a lot of other things are going to change from that. People, yes. And people have to realize also that what we're doing, and, in, in, you know, depending on how many years you've been walking on this planet, this is decades of wiring that we are going to, that we're yeah. going after. So you have to be patient with yourself and just, again, realize that this is a hell of a journey I'm about to embark upon, but it's going to get me where I want to go and where I've always wanted to go. And I've always known in my heart to be there. I've spent a lot of time on autopilot, making decisions that have kept me stuck and rationalizing those decisions with old stories about why I have to make those decisions. But starting today, I tell a new story. I'm done with those stories. They may seem true to me now. Of course, I've been telling them and I remember this experience. But the person in the future who has those success, they're not carrying around that story. There's no room in their life for that story about excuses and why and blame or anything else. They tell a story about how, of course, it's possible. And look, I did it. I did what I needed to do. I learned this. I studied this. I invested in this. I took the actions I needed to take. I didn't wait for it to drop out of the sky magically. I said, this is what successful people do. This is, this is exactly what people who are doing the thing I want to do did. So I'm going to go 
make that happen and take the journey. It's not, it's so logical. Yeah. It's just so logical and people try to make it magical and that's why they get slowed down. And that's why 20 years of messaging around all the ins and outs of law of attraction has now been distilled to you can change your brain. The end. There's no, there's no scientific debate about that. It's clear. We can learn new things all the time. It's no one's arguing that our brain can change. So it's just a matter of, okay, how do we change it the way we want? And that's what we do. And the most effective way. Now, have you, I'm just curious, have you seen the, uh, the YouTube video backwards bicycle? No, I haven't, but I'm intrigued. I love showing this when I'm talking to people, uh, in class, in the classroom about Updating their habits, right? Recreating or creating new neural pathways. Mm-hmm. But uh, so the it, it's great. So backwards bicycle. Uh, you just got to Google it. Um, it's okay. the gist of it. It's about a ten minute video. But the gist of it is a uh, a, a guy who is a oh he's an engineer, and one of the welders that he works with challenged him by adjusting his bicycle that when you turn the wheel or the handlebars right, the bicycle goes left and then vice versa. Right. So he just switched up his, so he's like, Oh, I can do this. This is easy. It took him five minutes, five to 10 minutes a day over eight months to learn how to ride the bike. So, and he was in his uh, late thirties. So, you know, you're talking about, we have years and years of wiring. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So he finally learned how to do it. And then he was challenged to go back to a regular bike and it only took him 20 minutes. So one That's of the, awesome. yeah, so one of the things is right. It takes a time, patience, perseverance, and intention to really change the neural pathways. But we have to be careful because those old pathways, we can still jump back into them. Any suggestions for that? Well, that's really a great analogy. Yes. Well, first of all, again, just knowing that it's normal and that it's going to happen because yeah. a lot of the effort comes when people start beating themselves up. I thought I had this beat. Now, this is the stuff I see all the time in coaching, right? I should know better than this and blah, blah, blah. And then that, what, what are they doing? They're just reinforcing the negative. They're just telling themselves another story about how they always do this. I'm like, stop yep. telling that. It's normal. Again, decades. Of course, every now and then you're going to get triggered. And even if you use every release tool and technique that we have to, to bring you know the emotional charge down to zero on a particular thing, a version of that thing from somebody else wearing a different shirt could trigger it again. And instead of feeling like, oh, you just recognize it and go, okay, thank you. There's another place to clean up. It's just all about how you approach that feedback. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Well, and so this brings us to why self-talk is the biggest factor in our success. Can you share a little bit more about that? Because with the self-talk I'm talking about is obviously the self, the subconscious self-talk that's going on 24-7, yeah. unguarded by most people. And it's defining everything. It's reinforcing wiring, whether it's empowered or not. And it's making, it's causing your, un, it, it's giving you unconscious decision-making ability. You know, we think we're making conscious decisions about things. And so we don't feel like we're robots. However, if we look at what is really behind the logic or the reasoning behind some of our decisions, we can trace it back to faulty, you know, just wrong information. Yeah. The limiting beliefs from somebody else. And until we are willing to wake up and and own that that is happening and feel empowered by the fact that we can do something else, then, you know, again, it's just a long road because it's going to be going on. So, again, acknowledging, yeah, this is going to be interesting at first. Because there's years of conversation going on in there. But again, just like everything else, the more you do it, the easier it gets. The more self-awareness, right? Yeah. Yeah. Now, you have an assessment in relation to this? 
Yes. So I just put together a quiz. It's just a multiple choice quiz that people can take in 60 seconds. And it identifies one of four, what I call transformation personality types. So these are types that I made up based on my years of experience, but they help me and the person who took the quiz understand more about their autopilot behavior. Because that's the first step. You have to know what's going on automatically that you don't recognize at all before you can consciously change it. So this quiz helps identify some behaviors in these certain personality types that can, not always will, but can slow a person down or cause them to self-sabotage or whatever with the best of intentions. You're right. I mean, all there's nothing wrong with these types and these traits that I'm talking about that they have don't necessarily mean that you're going to sabotage yourself. But if you are struggling and if you feel like you're going in circles or that it's just harder than it should be, knowing this type of thing can be super, super valuable. Absolutely. Self-awareness is the meta skill of the 21st century, right? I, I couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> I can't claim credit for that one. <laughs> That's okay. I, I don't know where I got it though, but anyway. So, uh, but yeah, it is the key. Yeah. Can you share a little bit about the personality types? I'm curious. Oh yeah, absolutely. So I'll just go through real quick and, and, and I'll describe them enough so that if people are listening could probably hear themselves in one or more because you can test for more. I certainly have. And on any given day, you might test for a different one than the before because these aren't, I'm not labeling people. Yeah. I'm showing person, I'm showing traits and you could have those traits on one day and then not on another or different. It's all valuable information. So the number one trait that people test for is the seeker, the seeker type. And these are the people who are really dedicated to personal development, but they try everything. And, you know, they're jumping from it's there's two things that get the seeker. One is the shiny object syndrome, <laughs> like, oh, well, this one seems better or faster or whatever. Uh-huh. And then the other one is they reach that level of discomfort that I'm talking about, that they actually want. That's the goal. Yeah. But then they that they go, oh, this is this is uncomfortable. Here's another program that seems more comfortable. And then they get into that and say, yeah, it's easy because they're all easy at first. And then, you know, but then it's like they get uncomfortable again. No, I guess, no, let me this one. So they never get to rewire. That's the the gist on them. Let me jump on uh, to the the wizard is another type that they're very much a lot of the law of attraction people who are very just focused on that are, would fall into this type. They're, they love their ritual. And again, there's nothing wrong with the rich, the vision boards, the, all of that stuff is good. These are tools that you should have, but in, but if they're not moving you into different action, then they're not, you know, they're not having their power. And that is sometimes what happens with the wizard. They're so about the universe delivering because I'm doing all of this and getting into the feeling of having it now, but they don't follow through with the actual going out there and being this thing, mm. you know, being this version of themselves. They're waiting for the universe to make it effortlessly available to them. But this is, it's a dance. It's not us and the universe. It's all one universe. So we all got to do our thing. So, but all of that work that the stuff that the wizards do is critical first step stuff, getting really clear on their vision and getting into that feeling and all of it. But they, but they also need to acknowledge their part in it. So another part is another type is the skeptic, which is what I would have tested at. Um, at the beginning of this journey, someone who wants, you know, wants to progress, wants transformation, wants success, wants it all, but they they seem to filter every opportunity or solution through the question, "Why won't this work for me?" Mm. And if you ask that question, you're going to get answers, no problem. And so they justify not doing the thing that could actually help them, but then they feel safe that they didn't get, they didn't make the wrong decision or that they doesn't look like a fool or whatever because they didn't take the risk. But the same skeptic can still be a skeptic and ask a different question 
and then, you know, then actually have some possibility for growth. And that is how could this work for me? Yeah. That's still, a, that's still a question that, that asks for analysis and all those and logic and things that the skeptic likes, that skeptic brain likes, except you're going to get way better answers, answers with possibility and hope. And then maybe you can, even as a skeptic, which I did go forward in this journey. And then the last one is the people pleaser which is probably self-explanatory, but they're the people who, again, they're really pulled to be the best versions of themselves. And they start to, they start to embody that, maybe take that action or start sharing their vision with people. And then they start getting that feedback from mom and dad or the Mm. friend or whomever about how, well, I don't know, or it's not safe, or who are you to do that? Or a million other things that express their extreme discomfort with you following your dream. And so what do you do? You compromise your dream so that everybody's comfortable, but nobody's comfortable. They're not comfortable or they wouldn't tell you why you couldn't have your dream. And of course, you just gave up on your dream because you just you're going to keep everybody happy. But of course, you're you just committed some sort of spiritual suicide because now what life are you going to live? This sort of compromised life while this dream is still pulling at you. So the best thing the people pleaser can do, obviously, is go for the dream and achieve it. And it may or may not inspire those people who doubted them to to follow suit and say, oh, I guess it is possible. It doesn't matter. Because once you get, you know, they're so worried about losing their tribe, but once you elevate yourself to that new level, you're going to have a new tribe. And there's no arguing about your greatness. Everybody supports you. We're all on the same page. I mean, it's just a different level. You're spinning at a different rate. You're taking different action. You're going to attract a different group of people. And they know you for your authentic self. All those other people, they knew you your whole life this way, whatever way you are. So you can understand why it's jarring when you declare something new. But that's not a reason to stop. Yeah. Well, and I love that because that feeds into who do you want to be? And oftentimes that means you need to surround, well, I would say the most of the time you need to surround yourself with people who uh, are along the lines or in alignment with who you want to be. That really cannot be overstated because you hear that a lot like yeah. about like, look at the five people around you and it's, you know, it's like frighteningly accurate, isn't it? Sometimes you go, wow, I yes. mean, but these are my friends, but they're not bringing you up to where you really want to go. And it doesn't mean you have to say adios friends. It's just go find those people and spend some time among them. And don't worry that you don't feel among, find the point of connection and be with them. It will elevate you in so many different ways. I mean, these are, that's kind of like the whole go visit the big house you want to, to buy and go test drive the car you want to buy. Th- those are, kind of some woo woo type of exercises in the law of attraction community, but they really actually have great value to go in there and own and feel what it feels like just to pretend to use your imagination and go, who would I have to be for this to be mine? That's super valuable. Oh, absolutely. Cause it is helping build those new neural pathways. So there's it's neuroscience backed. Yep. Yeah. Agreed. I also like that you said uh, when you're talking about the skeptic, change the question. Cause I think that's also a great way for us to change up our self-talk is change the questions that we're asking ourselves. It's so huge. It's so huge. Most people ask the negative based questions. Why is this happening to me, to me? And how, you know, you know, why won't this work? And when is this ever going to end all the wrong questions? And you really will, you will always get the answers to those questions, either in words in your head, or it's just, it's just going to how life is going to show up and because of who you're being and because that's the conversation in your head, it's so indicative of the meaning that you make and, and those subconscious things, very, very subconscious that drive your actions, which get the results. 
So if you ask those different questions, which actually have possible positive answers, because there's no positive answers to those questions you're asking, you're asking yourself to feel crappy. You're just, you're demanding it of yourself. So you have to ask questions with a more positive outcome. And the questions do not have to have basis in fact. You don't, you can ask, why am I so freaking happy all the time? How is it that I'm so easily attracted with this money? It's crazy. Why does it keep coming? You get to ask those questions, even if it's not your experience, because that's what, then you're going to get, you're going, that's when intuition kicks in and all these other things that we don't understand, but you are becoming someone else and asking those questions. And that someone else is a, it, Different answers are available to that person. Yeah. Different possibilities are available to that person because of the questions that person is asking. And you can be that person just by asking those questions, as uncomfortable as it feels at first. Oh, absolutely. And there's, again, I love this more neuroscience backs that, right? The more negative focused we are, the more uh, critical our brain is versus the more positive we are, the more it's open to more things. And if people just take a second and do this, they'll feel it, I think, in their body. Yeah. The difference when you just ask yourself a negatively based question and then the expansive feeling that literally you can feel in your chest when you ask a question like that, which is about possibility and, and you know, infinite possibility and creativity and things like that. Things that are our nature. We are here to create. And we are here, we're born with these passions that are unique to us and these drives and these things that we want to do. And who cares if anybody else wants to do them or who cares (laughs) if thousands of people have done them before you? It's there for you to do. There's a reason for it. And you've got a brain that you can train with whatever skill set and knowledge is necessary to become that person. And the only reason you won't do that is because somebody along the way tells you you can't, you shouldn't, or it's for somebody else and you believe them. Yeah. Oh, that is powerful and motivating. Well, good. (laughs) (laughs) I'm ready to go. Let's do this now. Okay. (laughs) So now before we get to your final piece of advice, can you share a little bit more? I know you have a lot. Uh, Can you share a little bit more about your products and services? Sure. So when a person takes the quiz, they, they learn about their type and they're given some suggestions for what they can, you know, how they can use that information. So now we've got a light on this thing. Now you can be on the lookout for it. Here's some things to do in the moment when that may happen and that kind of thing. But that's when they're told about our boundless living challenge. And the boundless living challenge is where I actually do the work with people. That's where they have a daily thing that they get into. You know, they have a process in the morning, they have a process in the evening. None of it takes a ton of time. But this, this work, remember, is about not like treating it like a program, like I'm going to spend this amount of time in the morning and this amount. This is your life. So this is about catching your, yourself all throughout the day. So we're training you to wake up. Mm. We're training you to see as much autopilot behavior as possible. And we're training you to have a vision to replace that, to, to be, you know, to be really, really clear on exactly what to do. And then, of course, the support for when it gets crappy. You know, because sometimes, you know, it does because it gets you you run into the challenge and all your old wiring says quit, run away. And if you don't have either a coach, some some sort of coaching avenue or a community or both, which is what we provide in the challenge, it's very likely you'll quit. And it's not because you're weak or a loser or it's not meant to be. It's just because you're up against decades of wiring. You're doing absolutely the best you can. You don't know what else to do. You don't know another version of the truth at this point unless somebody can step in and say, how about this? And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess so. I mean, it can be that like, oh, my God, it was right in front of me. But you'll never see it yourself. To, to take the quiz, I would go to uh, tptquiz.com okay. for transformation, personality type, 
quiz.com, tptquiz.com, and then they'll learn about the Boundless Living Challenge. Okay. Yeah. And that will definitely be in the uh, episode description, but I know you have a lot of other stuff like YouTube and Instagram. Yes, I've been, yeah, that's right. I've been out there a minute. So I've been, <laughs> you've got a lot of stuff <laughs> there. There really is. It's I'm very, very easy to find, like you said, on YouTube, mm-hmm. several different channels, some of them obviously around the law of attraction and rewiring and all of that. But I'm also that broadcaster in me has a lot of really crazy crap out there <laughs> and that I have a lot of fun with. And so my and, and Instagram the same way. I've got the Bob Doyle from The Secret, which is all of this conversation. Yeah. And then Bob Doyle show, which is completely different. But to <laughs> me, it's like. Uh, this is this is this is me just showing and saying I have to do those things. I yeah. have to be that part of me, or I will feel like I'm dying inside. And it's just important. And it's not about money. It's about expression. Mm-hmm. It's about like, hey, this has got to get out of me. And if you want to watch it, great. And if you don't, well, come on, just change your mind and watch it anyway. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I love your pure creator mode, right? <laughs> uh, that's that's what it is. What drives me? Yep. If I'm not creating something, I absolutely feel like I'm going backwards. Oh, I love it. Okay, your final piece of advice for our listeners. Just remember, you are a human, and if you're being driven by a brain, then everything we've said here applies to you. Your brain can change, and so no matter what techniques or processes or seminars or whatever you've gone through, transformation isn't going to be permanent and lasting and effortless until your brain completes those changes. We can all get these temporary hits, but if you're really committed to having your life be as effortless as a successful version of yourself as it is the one who's struggling, then please take into consideration what we're saying and what is necessary to take this journey. Oh, that's well stated. Oh, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us today. Very nice of you to ask for it. Thanks. If you'd like to learn more about Bob, visit his website at meetbobdoyle.com. If you'd like to take the assessment Bob discusses in the episode, Visit tptquiz.com. Interested in expanding your employee development program? Visit ChristinaEans.com to look at the many workshops Christina has available for you.